If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Very recently, something strange happened to me. I really don't know what to do about it. Technically, nothing is wrong, I guess, except that I am terrified. Any suggestions would be helpful. It started last night when I was at my best friend Amy's house around 11 p.m. I was on the front lawn waiting for her to be ready so we could walk back to my place a few blocks away for a girl's night in. That was when this guy approached me. He was good-looking early 30s, had messy black hair and a light stubble. I was already freaked out because why would this guy be coming up to me, a young woman this late at night alone? I immediately took a step back to be closer to Amy's house. Without hesitation, he stepped into her lawn and came right over to me. Hi, sorry, I know it's late but I'm really interested in buying that house over there. He motions across the street. For a few houses down, there's a for sale sign propped up on the grass. And I was wondering if you knew whether or not the owner would be up still. I just looked at him for a moment, wondering whether or not to believe him. Their entire situation just seemed wrong to me. This is the kind of thing you hear about on the news, and it never ends well. Eventually, I came back to my senses, and in my bravest voice, I responded, Um, it's 11 p.m. I really don't think they want some stranger knock on their door right now. Call the realtor in the morning. The number's on the sign. I said, pointing to the big red numbers at the bottom. He just stared at me after that. He stood there long enough for me to seriously contemplate just running and banging on Amy's door. I brushed the thought aside. I was safe. I was only 20 or so feet from my best friend's house with her family I had known since preschool eating dinner inside. For all I knew, her mom was watching us right now, ready to come to rescue should it be necessary. Anything else? I half yelled at the man. This seemed to snap him out of it. Sorry, you're right. That makes a lot more sense, he said with a slight grin. Not sure what I was thinking. See you later. He turned and half-jogged back towards the house, and presumably back towards his car. But as he rounded the small bend on Amy's block, I grew nervous. I hadn't seen him get into a car. Was he parked all the way down the block? Just then, my friend stepped out of her house and locked the door behind her. As she was shoving her keys into her purse, I ran over to her. You just missed the weirdest thing ever. I'm so creeped out right now. I proceeded to tell her everything that had happened as we walked towards my house. Ew, what a creep. That is so freaky. I wonder if he's actually a murderer, she said, followed by a mock scary laugh. We joked around about it a little more. 
finding comparisons between the man and our favorite serial killers. We laughed the whole walk back at the strangeness of the situation, feeling safer in each other's company. It felt good to laugh about it, but for some reason, we still kept our voices low, hoping he had really left. By the time we got back to my house, my other friends were already settled in and had started drinking. We were greeted with a, what the fuck took you so long? We were starting to think you'd been murdered from my sister and did you bring me more wine from a few others in total this sleepover was comprised of four girls in their early 20s myself amy my little sister and my college roommate to answer my sister's question amy and i began telling them the story of what had just happened they were all reasonably freaked out do you think he left i hope he didn't follow you guys said christy my college roommate. Amy and I looked at each other, knowing that we both had those same thoughts on the short walk home. I picked up my glass of wine off the table before I replied, I mean, who knows? It was probably just some weirdo and didn't actually realize how late it was. And then when he figured out how creepy he was being, he just bolted. I said, taking a long sip from my glass. There were a few nods of agreement, but mostly just bewildered looks. I took this time to look over my shoulder and make sure the front door was locked. A few hours and bottles of wine later, we had completely forgotten the incident and were happily watching Mean Girls for the billionth time. It was very late into the night by this point, probably around 2 a.m., when the doorbell rang. My blood instantly went cold and the buzz from the alcohol left me. My friends and I all whipped our heads around to look at the front door. The porch light had a motion sensor and we could see the bright light just outside, but we also had privacy glass in the door, so all we could make out was the shape of a man just standing there. From the size and clarity of his dark figure, it appeared that he was right against the door. His arm extended to ring the bell again. Someone found the remote to mute one of Janice Ian's rants, and my sister leaned over the couch to turn the lights off. We felt safer hidden in the dark. He just stood there, though, not moving. He didn't ring the bell again. He just stood there. Should I call the cops? I whispered to my friends who all stared at me with tears in their eyes. No one responded. We were all terrified, but in the back of my mind, I kept hoping that this was all just some kind of prank. A weird coincidence that had nothing to do with the man from before. I slowly got up and went to the room next to the front door. As quietly as I could, I moved the blinds away from the window and attempted to see who was at the door. I could barely make out his shape when a porch light went out. The sudden plunge into darkness startled me, and I jumped just a little but it was enough to rustle the blinds which hit loudly against one another when i looked back up it was into the face of the man i had seen earlier he had this airy grin plastered on his face as he looked at me through the swinging blinds he reached his hand up and tapped the window three times with his index finger i'm not sure whether what i did next was brave or stupid but i reached out and slammed my palm hard against the glass. 
He had his face only inches away on the other side where I smacked. His smile grew, but I figured I'd scare him off because he turned and ran. Now I'm not sure if that was the wine thinking for me, but I was very proud that I had scared him off. I was our fearless protector, all five feet of me. When I went back into the room with my friends, they were all huddled up on the ground, cell phones out, ready to dial whatever number we needed. Is he gone? My sister asked. Before I could respond, Amy chimed in. What does he want? He knows where I live too. I don't know what he wants. Probably just a scare us, okay? I'm, I'm sure this is nothing. Now, no one really believes me. I was the one who went in first to haunted houses, who spent my nights watching Charles Manson documentaries, and obviously spent a lot of time reading scary stories online. Anyway, the cops probably can't do anything about it. He's not trying to break in. He's just being creepy. I'm going to go make sure he's gone. In my house, the upstairs window is directly above the front door, so you can't see if anyone is at the door from there, but you can see the rest of the street better, so I headed there. Here the blinds were already drawn out, so I just peeked out, trying to stay silent and hidden in the dark. Parked across the street, there was this beat up tan car I had never seen before. I tried to focus on it, but I really wish I hadn't. Inside was the man, in the driver's seat with his arms neatly folded over the open window, staring directly at me. What freaked me out most about this was how content he looked sitting there in the dark. It was such an unsettling image. A man sitting with his body twisted at whatever strange angles allow oneself to sit with their arms like that. He looked like he was getting ready to hear a great story. And I was going to tell it to him. He just sat there staring with a slight smile on his face. I tore my eyes away and ran downstairs to tell my friends what was going on. I sat on the couch with them and we discussed what we should do next. We decided to wait and see what he would do next. We sat in silence for a few hours but nothing happened and we all relaxed a little. At this point, we figured it had to just be a prank. Just after 3 a.m., we started to drift off and eventually the blankets and sleeping bags were pulled out, the incident nearly forgotten. I was woken up at around 6 a.m., just as the sun was coming up, by Christy who was shaking me. Hey, hey, he's out there again, she told me. My heart immediately began pumping fast and I looked around to see that everyone was awake now. I looked toward the front door and saw the shape of the man standing just beyond. I cursed under my breath and tiptoed into the adjacent room as I had done before. This time when I saw him though, he was facing away from the door. What was he looking at? What could his motivation possibly be now? I decided enough was enough. With another jolt of bravery, I stormed over to the door, intent to rip it open and give this guy a piece of my mind. Stupid, I know. But it was now daylight, and there were four of us, each armed with cell phones ready to dial 911 any second. Just as I reached for the doorknob, he stepped away. 
I saw his shape disappear, and I opened the door in time to see him get into the tan car across the street. I watched him now more confused and scared as he closed the car door behind him. With his door shut, he started the car, and two other men popped up in the back seat. They just sat up as if they had been there this whole time, pretzeled in his back seat, waiting. The man in the back stared straight ahead. The man in the front said nothing to them, and they said nothing to him. I began to wonder if he even knew they were there. Terrified, I was about to slam the door again when he looked right at me. Began to drive away but smiled that eerie grin one more time as he waved excitedly at me and shouted, We'll see you later. Creepy Subway Stalker I know that my story isn't nearly as scary as other stories on here, but it's one of the scariest things that have ever happened to me, so I thought I'd post it here. I'm a female, and I was 14 at that time. I'm from a big city in Germany, and that afternoon I wanted to buy a birthday present for my friend. I planned on taking the subway downtown where all the shops were. Even though my home city is big, it is considered very safe, so I never felt unsafe going to a friend's house or downtown by myself. While I was waiting on the platform, a guy slowly walked past me and stopped just a few meters away from me. I remember that he must have been in his late teens or early twenties and that he had glasses on. While I looked around the platform bored, since the subway wouldn't arrive for another three minutes, I noticed that the guy was looking directly at me. Being a rather shy girl back then, I quickly looked away. After a few seconds, I wanted to check if he was still looking and I took a quick glance, and surely enough the guy was still staring. This went on until the subway arrived. By then I was feeling really uncomfortable. Luckily there had been a few other people on the platform, so I still felt kind of safe. I got on and succeeded to snatch one of the few empty seats left since it was close to Christmas and the subway was packed with people. I couldn't see the guy from my seat and I slowly calmed down. A couple of minutes later, I got off at my stop and took the escalator up to the street. While standing on the escalator, I turned around and my heart sank. The creepy guy from the platform was standing a few meters behind me on the same escalator and he was still staring at me. I tried to calm myself down by thinking that this station was a popular meeting spot and a lot of people who wanted to go shopping got off here. And since it was close to Christmas, he was probably just a random shopper. When I arrived on the street I turned right, walked down the street and turned right again at the next corner. When I turned the corner I quickly looked down the street I was coming from and the guy was walking in my direction. I felt really uncomfortable so I entered a bookshop and waited behind a bookshelf for the guy to walk to wherever he was heading to. 
After a few minutes, I got out of the shop, and that was the moment I started to panic. The guy was standing just a few meters away from the store, waiting. I should have ran back into the store and called my parents to pick me up. Instead, stupid 14-year-old me hoped that there was a logical explanation for this guy's behavior and that he may have just been waiting for someone else. So I got out the store and walked in the opposite direction of where the guy was. I walked faster, hoping that if he was following me, I would lose him among all the other shoppers. But when I turned right at the next corner, I was walking around the block. I looked back down the street again. He was still just a few meters behind me. While I walked even faster, I felt like I was about to cry, but I knew I had to keep calm. So I turned right again, and when I looked back and I could still see him behind me, I was positive that he was indeed following me. What other reason would he have to walk around the block without entering any of the stores? When I tried to think about a way to escape, I suddenly saw my chance. The street light on the crossing just a few meters in front of me turned red, and I started running as fast as I could. I managed to make it just barely to the other side before the lane was packed with traffic. I look back. The guy didn't make it across the street and was standing on the other side, waiting for the light to turn green again, and he was still staring at me. But this time, with a creepy wide grin. At that moment, I felt so scared as I had never felt before in my life and I started running again, this time into a big department store just a few meters away from me. I knew that the department store had another entrance at the back facing another street. On that street there usually was a line of cabs waiting to pick up shoppers. I sprinted through the store and out the other entrance. To my greatest relief, there was the usual line of cabs. I practically jumped into the first cab. In tears, I told the cab driver my home address and then shouted, Quick! 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 While frantically looking back to the door, expecting the guy to come out any second. Fortunately, I didn't see him. I'm still thankful that the cab driver instantly started driving and only asked what happened and if I was alright when we were a few blocks away. In tears and completely shaken, I told him about the guy that was following me and how scared I was. And when we arrived at my parents' home, he refused to charge me and waited until I was safely inside. To this day, I still am grateful to that cab driver. I don't know if that guy who was following me was just playing a very cruel prank on me and just wanted to scare me, or if he had something way more sinister in mind. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 